You know, I was uh, studying for my message really early in the week because I knew that uh, I was going to be spending at least one day, maybe two in sulfur, and, and thankful for the boys winning, I spent four days in sulfur. So I worked on this message early in the week, and, and um, with every big event, with every uh, big gathering. I always have a file with some of the things I've done in the past, and, and that kind of helps as a, a little reminder and a few little, little nuggets there. And, and I realized that I had not preached a Mother's Day sermon in over a decade. It had been over a decade, Seth, since I, since I had anything to say at Mother's Day. If you remember last Mother's Day, we actually had a missionary with us, which was kind of unusual. And I think Bob Holloway said it was the first time he ever had a, mis- a service on a Mother's Day. But, um, but today, moms, we want, to, uh, we want to just bless you. We want to encourage you. Um, you know, I think uh, no Mother's Day sermon is, is appropriate without a, a quick little visit to Proverbs chapter number 31. Now, now here's the problem with Proverbs 31. So many times we take it out of context. It's, it's a laundry list of things that moms uh, can do. And, and, and sometimes, let's be honest, we all come up a little short. We can become discouraged. We read about the perfect mom and we're like, whoa, I have no chance, okay? I mean, Sister Fisher doesn't even uh, handle every, every one of these checklists. But, but that's not exactly what this scripture is all about. And, and I just want to bring a little context to you. When I was studying this week, I, I found this on a, a commentary about Proverbs chapter 31. And I want to just read it to you because I think it will encourage you. And uh, I'm actually going to read to you out of the message version of the Bible, Proverbs 31. But you see, this is one of the most easily misunderstood pieces of Scripture. It actually forms an acrostic. It doesn't come out in our English translation, but the 22 verses of this section each begin with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Verse 10 begins with the word beginning with Aleph, verse 11, Beth, verse 12, Gamil, all the way until finally verse 31 begins with the 22nd and final letter of the Hebrew alphabet. For the ancient Hebrews, this was a poetic way of saying, I'm saying it all. This is it from A to Z. When I am done, there will be nothing more to add. Rather than a to-do list for an already overstressed mom, Proverbs 31 should be read through the eyes of an appreciative husband and family who recognize how much they owe to the one who does life's most important job. It's really a thank you list. It's a thank you note from from dads and from sons and from daughters. After all we've tallied up, everything mom does, it's just simply a thank you. The form and the content of Proverbs 31 underscore the theme. If you tried to put a price tag on the value of a good wife and mother, you would conclude with Proverbs 31 and 10, she is worth more than rubies. If you tallied everything in detail a mother does in a day, a week, or a month, it would read in a similar way to the exhaustive list in Proverbs 31. The wise advice after such a discovery would be found in Proverbs 31, 28. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. The bottom line would read as Proverbs 31, 31 does, give her the reward she has earned. So let's take a look at Proverbs chapter number 31 in the message version of the Bible. But before we do, let's pray one more time that each and every one of you mothers today would realize how blessed you are. We want to bless you today. We want to honor you today. But we want the Lord to continue to anoint you today. Because moms, you're doing a job that nobody else could do. 
How many dads tried doing mom's job once or twice, okay? Tommy, how does that go, <laughs> okay? You know, Seth, how does that go, okay? Woo, I mean, it's like, man, how do you keep track of them? I don't know about you, but as a dad, I'm good when I'm watching one of them, Ronnie. But man, when they're, you know, there have been times, you know, hey, everything good with Hayden? Hunter? Yeah, yeah, where's Hayden? Hayden? Who? Okay, and I can only imagine when you have three, four, five, or six, what do you do with all of them? But, but you moms handle it so very, very well. So today we just want to honor you, and one more time, let's pray over you and pray over this service. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for each and every mom here. We thank you for the touch of God upon our lives. We thank you, Lord God, that, um, that today each and every mother here will be encouraged. In fact, each and every person here will be encouraged, will be strengthened, will just be uh, touched by your amazing grace. I thank you, Lord, for each and every mother here, each and every lady here. God, how you're going to use them and help them to continue to, to grow in you. I just ask your blessing over this message today and every one of our moms in Jesus' name. Amen. Proverbs chapter number 31, beginning with verse number 10. Again, I'm reading this morning out of the message translation. It says, a hymn to a good wife. A good woman is hard to find, and every man would say, amen. And worth far more than diamonds. Her husband trusts her without reserve and never has reason to regret it. Never spiteful, she treats him generously all her life long. She shops around for the best yarns and cottons and enjoys knitting and sewing. She's like a trading ship that sails to faraway places and brings back exotic surprises. She's up before dawn preparing breakfast for her family and organizing her day. You know, my boys are never excited when mom says she's sleeping in, okay? Because their breakfast that is normally very hearty is usually cereal. Dad gets up, makes sure they're up, prays over them, and and sends them off to school. She looks over a field and buys it. Then with money she puts aside, plants a garden. First thing in the morning, she dresses for work, rolls up her sleeves, eager to get started. She senses the worth of her work. I hope every mom in here today senses the worth of your work. She's in no hurry to call it quits for the day. She's skilled in the crafts of home and hearth, diligent in homemaking. She's quick to assist anyone in need, reaches out to help the poor. She doesn't worry about her family when it snows and winter clothes are all mended and ready to wear. She makes her own clothing, dresses in colorful linens and silks. Her husband is greatly respected when he deliberates with the city fathers. She designs gowns and sells them, brings the sweaters she knits to the dress shops. Her clothes are well-made and elegant. She's always facing tomorrow with a smile. When she speaks, she has something worthwhile to say. She always says it kindly. She keeps an eye on everyone in her household and keeps them all busy and productive. Her children respect and bless her. Her husband joins with words of praise. Many women have done wonderful things, but you've outclassed them all. Charm can mislead, beauty soon fades. The woman to be admired and praised is the woman who lives in the fear of God. Give her everything she deserves. Festoon her life with praise. Wow. Today, we hope to honor every one of you moms. Job well done.
You know, guys, there's a bunch of lofty goals here. There's a bunch of things that, 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 that we talk about here. Uh, a godly woman um, has reverence and fear of God and, and compassion for others in need and, and, and just absolute faithfulness toward her family, toward her husband, toward the things of God. Just a, so many things that we could go on and on talking about some of you ladies in here. And, and here's the thing. Every one of you in here are amazing moms just because of who you are. Not what you do, but who you are. Amen? But here's the thing. When we begin to look at Proverbs 31, when maybe you've read it before, I have a sense that there's been times where the enemy has begun to accuse you. Any moms can relate? And all of a sudden you read about all these things that this perfect mom did and, 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 and maybe taking it out of context because we realize it's not a to-do list. It's just a, I just want to bless my mom. And, and the enemy begins to lie to you and saying things like, like, you're not a very good mom. Or you're messing those kids up. You ever heard that before, mom? Sometimes you hear it from your mother-in-law. Sometimes, sometimes you hear it from others. Sometimes you, sometimes you think it yourself. But guys, my challenge today, my, my, one, my one purpose today is to encourage every one of you less than perfect moms. We got any less than perfect moms in here? Guess what? That's all of us. All of us fall short. But today I want to encourage you with some promises That not only are you good enough, you're more than enough. Amen? Not only are you a good mom, you're a great mom. You are the best mom that your child could ever have. You know how I know that? Because God picked you to be that mom. Amen? And you know what? Some of you here today, you may not be a biological mom, but you're in every sense of the word a mom to other people. You're there for them. You're one phone call away. You come to the rescue of so many children. My wife uh, uh, recognized Cindy as a spiritual mom. There are moms in the faith that are so vitally important. And guys, I just want to encourage every one of you today that that God is going to use you for great things. So let me encourage you with a few words from, from the, the book of, uh, from the Word of God. Romans chapter number 8 tells us, there's therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. So I want to remind you, let not today, and let not a, a look at Proverbs chapter number 31 bring any condemnation to you whatsoever. Because moms, you are a great mom. God has ordained you. He's called you to be the mom to those children that he's given you. Philippians 4 and 13 is one of my favorite promises that you can do what? All things through Christ who gives you strength. Even parent a three-year-old. Even even corral a group of boys, okay? Uh, Man, I don't know about you, but Seth, it's kind of like we're trying to herd cats, man. Cats just don't herd real well, huh? But our moms seem to have it so well. How do you moms take kids to Walmart? I know not. Okay, there is a special anointing that goes with every mom as they go to the grocery store. Okay, first of all, I I lose any anointing when it comes to shopping. We talked about the wonderful time that the Seneca family had Friday at the Lake Charles Mall. Well, it was a wonderful time had by all but one. Okay, she tried to buy me stuff to make me happy. That didn't work. I just don't like going shopping. Okay, I, you know they put those benches out out in the, the the open area for people like me. Okay, and I just sit there and, and just kind of wonder how much money they're spending. Okay, but um, but every guy in here can relate. 
But mom, I want to encourage you today that God will make up for every one of your inadequacies. I think every mom in here, I think every person in here at some time or another has felt inadequate. You felt like, God, what are you thinking? God, what are you expecting of me? God, I don't think I can handle this. Anybody ever been there? Well, guys, I got to tell you today that God makes up for our inadequacies. Amen. When we come to the end of ourselves, we get to the beginning of where God takes over. His grace, his mercy is more than enough for every one of you as moms today. God gives each and every one of us a a daunting job uh, to be a mother in 2018. But he will give you the grace that allows you to get it done. In the Bible, in John chapter number 15, one portion of scripture I want to read to you. John chapter number 15. This is out of King James Version. John chapter number 15. we We have a piece of scripture that is just such an amazing promise to all of us. And, uh, and, and Jesus was using it to talk about disciples and, and our relationship to one another, our relationship to him. But I believe today God could use it to speak to every one of you as mothers. John chapter number 15, verse 16. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever you shall ask of the father in my name he may give it to you moms god chose you he chose you to be the mother to those children that he's given you he's chosen you to speak life into another generation i want to encourage you today and i want to combat every one of the evil one's lies you are not just enough to be a mom you're more than enough amen because god chose you god gave you this amazing gift okay you know sometimes the greatest thing that we do for god is not something we do but someone we raise Think about that just for a moment. Think about that that child that's in your home, that child that at two years old could destroy a room in three seconds flat, that that child that is so strong-willed, that child that, 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 you know who I'm, yeah, Hayden, okay? <laughs> He's smiling right now, okay? I mean, uh, man, that, that child, that one child, we all have that one, okay? I praise God for that other one too, okay? But we all have those children, Sometimes the greatest thing we'll ever do for God is the person we raise. So moms, take this job seriously. Believe that God chose you to be that mom, to speak life into that child, to do things that nobody else can do. Moms, you can do it. And guys, here's the amazing thing about this message today. These principles I'm talking to you about are not just applicable for moms. They're applicable for all of us. Because God has ordained each and every one of us to do something special for him. Every one of us have a call of God on our lives to do something awesome. So I just want to encourage every mom today that God has chosen you. He's chosen you. He's ordained you. He's equipped you to go and produce fruit, to be a fruitful mom, to be an amazing woman of God. First Peter chapter number four, verse number eight says that love covers a multitude of sins. You know, guys, mom is not spelled M-O-M. Mom is spelled L-O-V-E. Amen? Man, look, there's something special about moms. They love unconditionally. They love hard, now don't they? Okay? I mean, um, I've had to call. I remember when I was in the school system, every now and then I'd have to call and talk to a parent. 
You know what, man, if you're talking to a mom, Sister Eloise, it's like, you can't be talking about my baby. <laughs> okay. I, I was like, mom, uh, we having a little problem with Johnny. Who? Who? You know, you know, it's like, who are you talking about? You can't, are you sure? This is my baby. I was like, you ought to come up here and watch your baby. <laughs> okay. There's been times I, I, I wanted to put their baby on the phone with them. It's like, you know, but, 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 but moms, they believe, they love, they, because God put that in their heart. Amen. And every one of us in here, every one of us men could learn a lesson from moms. Okay. Much as we hate to admit it. But you know what, guys? God, mom is spelt love, and love covers a multitude of sins. And this morning, I just want to encourage moms with, with all the to-do lists that you have, all the things that you have to take care of. In fact, some of you are already beginning to think about what the rest of your day looks like, okay? Some of you are taking notes of my message, but you're also creating a, 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 a shopping list for later in the week. Well, stop the shopping list and pay attention for a couple minutes, moms, because there's two things I believe God wants you to focus on. If you're going to be a better mom, if you're going to be a great mom, if you're going to be a better uh, person of God, man or woman of God, I believe there's two things that every one of us need to focus on. And I think that thing is found in Matthew chapter number 22. Matthew chapter number 22, beginning in verse number 34, Jesus was uh, confronted with a question by the, the religious leaders of the day, and we're going to read it in verse 34 of the King James Version. It says, But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and the great commandment. And the second is like unto it, that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So moms, not just moms, dads, husbands, men, women, children, teenagers, two things I want you to focus on today. Loving God and loving people. Moms, if you want to be a great mom, and I know every one of you do, love God. Love God. Teach your kids how to love God. Not by telling them, but by showing them. Amen? You know, sometimes the best lessons we can ever teach, Sister Eloise, are not the things we say, but the things we do. Amen? Moms, some of you have done an amazing job in this area. Some of you wish you could get a do-over. It doesn't matter how good or how bad you've done in the past. You can start afresh and anew today. So moms, love God. Matthew 6 and 33 tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things will be added unto you. When you put God first, everything else falls into place. That works for moms, that works for dads as well. So love God, moms. How do we do it? Well, 1 Corinthians chapter number 13 gives us some little light into it. Again, I want to read this out of the message because it's just so beautiful. 1 Corinthians chapter number 13, I'm going to begin with actually verse number 1 in the message. And we're talking about love. We're talking about how to love. This, this title is, of course, this is the love chapter, and it's called the way of love in the message. And the Bible says, If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I am nothing but a creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries, making everything plain as day, and I have faith that says to the mountain, jump, and it jumps, but I don't love, I'm nothing. 
Moms, pay attention. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Love doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first, doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of the sins of others, doesn't revel when others grovel, takes pleasure in the flowering of truth, puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. This kind of love never dies. Moms, God put that kind of love in each and every one of you. You have that love for your children. You have that love for your grandchildren. You have that love for those spiritual children that God has given you. I just want to challenge you. Keep loving. Don't give up. Put up, put up with it. Trust God. Look for the best. Never quit. Keep loving. Keep loving like that. Keep loving like God created you to love. And as you're loving, out of that love will come some amazing fruit. And when I'm talking about fruit, I'm talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter number 5, I'm actually going to read out of the King James and the, uh, the message this morning. But Galatians chapter number 5, verse number 22. Moms, this is for you, but this is for all of us, really. The fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such. There is no law. Here's what the message says. But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. Moms, as you continue to love, as you continue to do what God has called you to do, as you realize that he's for you and not against you, this kind of fruit will begin to pop up. This kind of fruit will begin to manifest itself in your lives. So challenge to all of us moms today, all of you today, is love God. Don't worry about a to-do list. Don't worry about all the things that can get you down. Just love God. Because as you love God, the fruit that will become evident in your life will make you a better mom. It'll make you a better wife. It'll make you just a better human being. Amen? Now, there's two things that Jesus said. Number one, we're supposed to love God. But number two, we're supposed to love people. Now, how many have figured out with your pastor that loving God is a lot easier than loving people? Jay, you relate? Okay, been there, okay? You ever met some people that I like to call EGRs? You know what those are, huh, Seth? Extra grace required. You ever met some of those? Some of you are like, I'm going to dinner with some of those folks, okay? I mean, I, 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 I got some of them sitting on my pew. Don't look at them now. You might hurt their feelings, okay? But how many have figured out that loving God can be easy? Because he loves you, he he has unconditional love for you, he sees the best in you. By the way, I ain't describing some of you mother-in-laws right now, am I? (laughs) Okay, sometimes loving God's the easy part, but when we love God, that helps you love 
others. Amen? The key to loving others is loving God first. Sometimes we try to work on those uh, horizontal relationships when the key to the horizontal relationships is the vertical relationship. You know what, guys? Here's a little marriage advice. You want a better marriage? Love God. Okay? Uh, when, when, when everything's right with me and the Lord, guess what? Everything's right with me and Mama, too. When everything's right with me and the Lord, everything's right with me and my boys, too. Okay? But sometimes when I get a little out of kilter with the Lord, all of a sudden, my wife ain't as, as, as easy to get along with as she used to be. My boys start acting up. And all of a sudden, Jeremy, I sit down and I look at it and I go, it ain't them. It's me. So I want to challenge you today, guys. Love God. And out of that love, love people. And those people are your family. Moms, I'm just going to tell you, do what God created you to do. You have an innate ability to love that nobody, no man in here can understand. Okay? I'm not about to begin to try to articulate that because I just can't do it, Linda. And I'm not that bright. Okay? But moms, I'm just going to challenge you. Do what God created you to do. Love. Love unconditionally. Now, for the sake of all of us men who are still trying to figure out them women, okay, I want us to revisit together Corinthians chapter number 13. And I'm just going to focus now on verses 4 through 8. Because how are we supposed to love? We're supposed to love just like this. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut, doesn't have the swole head, doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first. Guys, you realize the difference, uh, um, the opposite of love is self. The opposite of love is selfishness. Sometimes we are so selfish, that's when we put our, ourselves first. Don't do that. Love doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Let me help every husband in here today. Don't try keeping score with your wife, okay? Because you ain't got a chance, okay? Iota had a better chance against Berwick yesterday, okay? And they came up woefully short. Guys, if you try to keep score with your wife, you are going to fail miserably. Don't keep score. But love doesn't do that. Love doesn't revel when others grovel. Doesn't take pleasure, but it takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. Puts up with anything. Trusts God always. Always looks for the best. Never looks back. Keeps going to the end. That kind of love never, ever dies. Moms, do what only you can do. I read a devotion about a mother, and it goes like this. Luke chapter number 2, we read about Mary treasuring all these things in her heart. Think about some of those things that you moms have treasured in your heart. We guys miss it. Seth, we miss it. Okay? But moms, you catch everything. You see everything. You notice everything. You know, yesterday at the game, I'm just excited that we won. I'm sure there were some things Chantel treasured in her heart because she's a mom. She's different. But there are some things only a mom can do. The story goes, when a preacher stopped by the home in England and asked to speak to the mother, her little boy said, you can't see her right now, she's praying. That's because Susanna Wesley spent one hour every day praying for each of her children. By the way, she had 17. Eventually, two of her sons, John and Charles, were used by God to bring a great spiritual awakening to the UK and to establish the Methodist church. Such is the influence of a praying mom. 
Mom, keep praying. Max Lucado writes, some things only a mom can do, like powdering a baby's bottom with one hand while holding the phone with another, spending the day wiping noses, doing laundry, balancing a checkbook, and still mean it when she thanks God for her kids. Did that hit close to home? Some things only a mom can fix, like the cabinet door her husband couldn't, and his bruised ego when he found out that she could. Broken shoelaces, broken hearts, breaking up with your sweetheart. You know, guys, when my boys break up with their sweetheart, they don't come talk to dad. They go talk to mom, okay? Because I come from the Lowe's School of Counseling. Go to Lowe's, get you a ladder, and get over it. Okay, Rick, that ain't what they want to hear. They want mom to tata them a little bit, okay? Some things only a mom can know. Like how long it takes to drive from piano lessons to ball practice. How many pizzas you need for a sleepover. The number of days left in a semester and every teacher said amen. The rest of us can only wonder, mom, what was it like when that infant's cry first filled the room? Or the day the school bus pulled to a stop, you placed a kiss on that five-year-old's cheek, waved goodbye, and saw the tricycle silent and still. How did you feel? Did you cry? Did you smile? The Bible says Mary treasured all these things in her heart because there are some things only a mom understands. Moms, keep doing what you're doing. Keep loving God. Keep loving people. Keep Keep being the illustration of God's love to each and every one of us here today. As I bring this to a close, moms... So many things that we could talk to you about. So many reminders we could give you. But the Lord just wanted me to give you these two. Keep loving him and keep loving your family. Keep loving others. Keep doing what you've been called to do. Because at the end of the day, we simply want to say, well done, mom.